Do you enjoy the UFC? Do you enjoy placing bets on the UFC and getting some tips, betting tips? But more importantly, do you like watching people's predictions go hilariously wrong? Then this is the show for you. This week on the Burt Locker Fights in 15, we'll be looking at UFC Vegas 37, which is coming our way this weekend, headlined by... Uh, Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann, which should be a good one. Uh, I've got a few fights where I'm making some terrible predictions, some awful, awful predictions, but we're having some fun along the way. We have a laugh. First thing I need to do is hit the like and hit the subscribe button if you think that you're going to enjoy this. But yeah, I'm going to be going through all those. Uh, fights in 15 means that all the fights I'm going to, that I'm looking at, I'm going to go through in 15 minutes or less, uh, or there or thereabouts. I'm not that strict with the time. I don't know why I call it fights in 15, to be fair, but either way. Let's crack on with these fights. So, we have got Jaquin Buckley. Jaquin? Jaquan? Haquan? I don't know how to say that. I really need to just pay attention to the commentators when they actually commentate his fights but Jacqueline Buckley uh, is taking on Antonio Arroyo in uh, the middleweight division 185 pounds now uh, Buckley you'll remember him he's the one that did that spinning mule kick they called it a spinning back kick it was it kind of was but it's like his opponent caught his leg and he jumped up and spun and kind of back kicked him in the face and knocked the dude out it was it was spectacular I believe it might have won knockout of the year that year so I think it was like 2019, maybe 2020. Oh, all concept of time has just disappeared the last couple of years, hasn't it? It's just like, ugh, don't know. It, I don't know if something happened three weeks ago or three years ago at this point. It's a, it's a mess. It is a mess. So yeah, Buckley's taking a, Buckley, there's a weird like head kick KO thing going on. Like Buckley, Knocked out, knocked out that dude with the KO, uh, with the head kick KO, and then in his next fight, he lost by head kick KO to to Chirico, and then just recently, Chirico got head kick knocked out off of Al Hassan. Huh? It's like a domino head kick game, isn't it? I mean, it's like dominoes but with more concussions, I guess. But uh, yeah, anyway. Arroyo is coming off two losses here. Uh, both of them decision losses, but losses nonetheless. So you've got to feel like he is probably, his back's going to be against the wall somewhat. And yeah, weirdly, even though Arroyo is quite taller, Buckley actually has the reach advantage. But you look at how wide Buckley is. Look at the state of him. Look at the size of that dude. Like, he ain't losing this. Come on, man. Like, all the money on Buckley. I watch this go so horribly wrong now. But yeah, all the money on Buckley. I'm going all in. Um, my pick of the week is Buckley, KO. Buckley to get the KO. Now, I things that we're going to have to watch out for for Buckley is that obviously we don't know how he's going to do later in the rounds. Big guys like that, they tend to fade pretty quickly. You know, they start spectacularly, but they fade. And 
Arroyo, he's what? He's, he's got, I don't know what grade it, because he hasn't really got, he's not super well known. He's not got like his own Wikipedia page or anything like that. He's on Tapology and Tapology a bit crap with telling you, um, like, you know, more about their, their history. I could do more research, if I'm honest. It's on me, isn't it? It's, it, the, the onus is on me to research these better. I can't tell you what grade in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Arroyo is, but all I can tell you is that he is from Brazil and he has four submission wins on his record. So that tells me that he at least is aware that jiu-jitsu is a thing. That, that's a pretty safe assumption. So, I mean, that's a danger there. But honestly, I think that Buckley is just too far. He's far too big. He's far too strong. I think he gets the knockout here. The odds for the win only are 1.44. Because I've actually done two accumulators this week. I've done one with just the win only. Because a lot of the time I get the wins and the methods go all, all awry. So watch it, watch it go completely the other way now. It's going to be terrible. And then you've got the knockout, which is two. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, two. So you're just getting even money on that. Honestly, if you're going to be betting on it, I don't think the odds... Uh, that much better on the KO as you know as compared to just the win only. So you, if you're going to be betting any meaningful amounts of money, you should probably just take the win for Buckley because yeah, it, it's just they're not offering enough extra on the odds for the knockout to make it worthwhile. Does that make sense? I feel like that made sense kind of, but you know, it, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a terrible gambler, so don't listen to me for fuck whatever you do. Jeez, God, God, but yeah. We've also got Eon Kutalebra versus Devin Clark at £205. That's the light heavyweight division. Now, Eon Kutalebra, he is super fun. Don't get me wrong. Bloody love Eon Kutalebra. The Hulk. Huh? Join. He's from... Uh, I, I always thought... I always think he's Brazilian, but I know that I'm wrong. I forget where he's from. Is he Colombian? I think he might be Colombian. Again, I could check that right now. I'm not going to... I'm going to be lazy. Could you let me know in the comments where the fuck Eon Kutalaber is from? I've got a feeling it is South America somewhere, but I might be way off. Who knows? Anyway, he is really fun. He's fantastic. He is an absolute savage as well. He is as dangerous as they come. For the first 60 seconds. For the first 60 seconds, you better watch your P's and Q's. After that, it feels like he gets into like a who can breathe the heaviest competition and he wins most of the time. Obviously, he doesn't win the fight, but he does win who can breathe the heaviest and who can move the slowest after the first 60 seconds of a fight, generally speaking, which is why I like Devin Clark as an underdog in this one, because... At the end of the day, Ion Kusaleba, he has one win in his last five fights. He has no right to be a favourite in this fight. And he is. He is a favourite. Devin Clark, he's got three wins in his last five. I'm not saying that Devin Clark is lighting the world on fire here. But, come on, that's considerably better than Ion Kusaleba. And, yeah, you know, at the end of the day... <sighs> yeah, I'm taking Devin Clark in this one. Look, I wouldn't hate it if Eon Kutalebla got the win, because I do enjoy him. He's a great character. He does all this stuff at the weigh-ins. Always watch a weigh-in show when Eon Kutalebla is on, because you don't know what kind of crazy crap he's going to do. And 
That's what we all watch it for, isn't it? The crazy crap. That's what we like the best. So, Devin Clark, by decision, I think that is a pretty safe bet. 3.25, just the win for Devin Clark. You're getting better than even money at 2.20. There is some good value there on Devin Clark because Elon Kutalaba has shown that he is plenty beatable. So then... We are going to sail into the main event. The main event being Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Again, in the £205 division. And again, I am taking the underdog here at Ryan Spann. Just because I feel like there are, um, the, the attributes, like the fact that he's almost as tall as Anthony Smith and actually has a reach advantage is going to play a big factor in this fight. Now... Smith, he's looked very good in his last couple of fights, which is skewing the odds just a little bit here. So, two stoppage wins, very nice. Uh, Devin Clark's submission, arm triangle choke, I believe, from memory, and then Crute, he stopped with like the leg kicks and that lightning fast jab, and that was phenomenal. But, what you've got to remember is look at both of those two guys, right? Neither of them are over six foot one. Right, Anthony Smith is very good at fighting long, and that is important. He's good at fighting long, and don't get me wrong, he can fight in no in close as well. But he's quite like where he's where he looked really good, especially against Crute, was he was staying staying behind the jab and he was picking him off and not being able to, not taking damage going in. Now, Ryan Spann has attributes that are going to make that slightly more difficult. Ryan Spann is six foot four and he actually has the reach advantage here. It's quite rare that Smith doesn't hold the reach advantage in his fights. So I'm going to lean towards Spann here. Ryan Spann, he came in off the uh, Dana White Contender Series. We're seeing a lot of really great fighters coming through that show. Brilliant show as well. If you've got UFC Fight Pass, definitely tune into the Contender Series on, on Tuesday nights because it is real fun. Do you know what I mean? You get these like guys that are on the regional circuits and they... they kick the shit out of each other it's fantastic because you get some really good fights because man do they want those contracts so you can't blame them ryan span came through there anyway and he's shown that he's actually a very very competent fighter i mean he did lose a uh, fight to johnny walker not too long ago but honestly that was a weird fight i, I thought i mean he nearly beat johnny walker I, I know nearly isn't isn't beating him but it was it was just a weird fight but other than that you know ryan span has looked very very impressive inside that octagon and i personally don't see this playing out on the ground but i mean it's ryan span he's he's a blue belt which is plenty good enough you got to feel like if it goes to the ground the advantage does lie with anthony smith there because he is a black belt and we've seen him submitting a lot of people lately but I think this one stays on the feet because I feel like at a blue belt level uh, span maybe at least knows enough to not get caught out by something simple. But span coming in at a 2.38 underdog. I really like that bet. So I'm going to back the KO as well. 3.50 just because I feel like Ryan Span, he's got quite a lot of power. His striking's very good and he has the reach to be able to do it. So I think that plays into this. So I just feel like you're getting value on the underdog there. Don't get me wrong. Anthony Smith is more than capable of winning this fight and I would not hate seeing Anthony Smith win it because I'm a huge fan of his but I have got to go with the underdog here. 3.50 for Ryan Span knockout, boom, that's going on the bet slip. That is a terrible bet. 2.38 just for the win only. So, my win only accumulator, you have got Buckley, Clark, and Span 
all to win that's 7.55 that is for the win only so you're looking at circa like six to one which is bloody terrible because you're not even getting good odds on that one but where you do get some nicer odds if you check this accumulator out here we have got the method so as i said we have got buckley by knockout clark by decision and span by knockout that one is coming in at 29.25 so that's circa 28.2521 that is a terrible bet i am all over that so um if you enjoyed this content please like subscribe and uh check me out on my social media things uh, all over here please send me in uh, comments tell me who you're betting on i love talking about this shit and uh, leave me a comment in the youtube section even if you want to tell me that i'm a complete wanker it's fine it helps with the algorithm i welcome that okay so i'll be reviewing all these bets on tuesday usually it's terrible it's an absolute clusterfuck but it's hilarious because you, know, you get to watch all of my bets go completely wrong for the most part. And, you know, that, that's fun. We can have some fun with that. So until then, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.